death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And trying to take my life away. I put up with me. My back on the wall, now you gon' see. Better watch how you talk when you talk about me. Cause I'll come for way many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the DIP community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, and this is episode number 32. This episode is titled Many Men Wishing Death, Genesis, the miniseries. And we are back, y'all. Okay, so why this topic? Okay, we got to go through it again because if you didn't listen to episode number 21, I need you to stop right now. I need you to go back and listen to episode 20. I meant uh, 31, right? Because look, Today we are getting into the piping hot tea and I love me some good tea, honey. Okay. But before we get into it, we got to talk for a second. Okay. So we are taking the month of November and some of the month of December to break down the book of Genesis. We are doing this in two folds, right? The first fold is the mini series, which is what you're listening to now. The mini series is a compilation of many stories told in the book of Genesis that is unrelated to the hearts or like the key points of the stories, right? And they may be related, but I like to draw these out and highlight these many stories so that you can get some ideas of stories that may have been overlooked in your childhood when they told you about the stories in Genesis. You probably ain't never heard of some of the things that I'm talking about or that I'll be talking about today because they ain't gonna tell you this stuff in children's church that's why i know that's how come i know you need to go back and read the book of genesis on your own because you ain't read it since you was a child okay so go back and get the tea y'all because it is so good it is so good so yeah so first we're gonna start out with the mini series which is these uh two last episodes right episode 31 and now episode 32, and then I'm going to jump into the series that I will be called, that will be called In the Beginning, right? Okay, anyway, so yes, we will start the In the Beginning series, right? And so In the Beginning series, that's when we're going to be talking about the heart, the key core stories of the book of Genesis, which many of you probably already know about, but you ain't never heard it like I'm going to present it to you, so you need to read it. Go ahead, get your books. Go ahead, get your books so yes we are breaking down the book of genesis because the book of genesis is so important it helps you build a strong baseline of god's word as a believer in christ this is where it all started why are you trying to read a book and you don't even know how the beginning even goes like what is wrong with you i know we don't book judge books by its cover but dang sis can you read the first chapter brother can you okay okay with that being said, y'all, I want to say this, like, I want to point out that 
not only is the book of Genesis so good to just get familiar with the beginning storylines of how things just started with the word of God, but it really isn't about the stories for me, y'all. It's really about paying attention to God, paying attention to how he talks, how he instructs, how he leads, how he disciplines, how he moves. This is like the chapter, the primal chapter to really just look intentionally to see how God is moving or behaving in response or proactively to his children and to his creation. And so if you want to sit in the seat of observation of your man, ladies, this is the best seat to sit in, okay? So I need you ladies to learn how to study your husband men i need you to learn how to study your wives okay because you got to really study these people you got to really study god right and i told y'all i keep saying this i'm in a courtship with christ right now and i am studying this man and i know he's not no physical man so don't come from my throat y'all y'all know what i'm trying to say gosh let me speak censorship is so real in 2022 but let me just get up off my tangent because y'all know i can get to talking today's actually gonna be really quick but y'all know every time i say it's gonna be quick it's gonna be long but this time i really do mean it's gonna be quick because the last episode was long child it was long but it was good so with that being said y'all let's get into the keys Okay, y'all, so the keys for this episode, right? First story that we're going to be breaking down is the infamous Sodom and Gomorrah story that's in chapter 19 in Genesis, y'all. It is so good. It is so, so good. Y'all, it is, I'm not, I'm just leaving right there. And then the next key that we're going to get into is a story about Lot, which is a character, which is in the book of Genesis. He has daughters, and there is some mischievous, nasty, freaky things that goes on between him and his daughters, y'all. And it's in the Bible. And many of y'all, uh-uh, the word of God didn't say that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. They may not have said the freaky, nasty things that we know was really going on. But it did say that. It did. So that's also in chapter 19. Chapter 19 giving me the heebie-jeebies. It's giving... Never mind. See, I was about to be nasty. And and the Lord said, don't do it, child. Don't do it, Mabel. The Lord said, don't do it. Okay. And so the next key and the final key that we will be addressing in this mini series, which is the last series of the book of Genesis before we get into in the beginning series, which is will be the next episode. So come back next Monday. Okay. But the last key in this episode, will be talking about perspective and approach. When you're reading God's words, we got to really check how we are coming to the word of God and what's your intentions, right? Because that'll be what you are ultimately gaining from your experience while reading. And with that being said, let's get into the breakdown. Get into the breakdown. All right, y'all. So we are into the breakdown and we are going to be first breaking down the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I'm sure many of you heard about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah where the men try to have sex with other men and it got destroyed and God wasn't happy and woo, woo, woo. But it didn't even go down like that. It didn't even go down like that. So what we about to do first is we need to ask ourselves, who is Lot? 
Because Lot is in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah because his wife ended up turning to a pillar of salt. Ooh. Yeah, you didn't know. Now you know. So, yes, who is Lot? We're going to break that down real quick. And then we're going to talk about what's going on before the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and how did we get here. So, first, let's go into chapter 12 of Genesis before we get into chapter 19. Let's go into chapter 12 of Genesis, and that is going to break down who Lot is. Everybody knows about Abraham, right? Abraham and Sarah. Ooh, I'm giving you the promises of birth, many nations. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, we heard about that, right? We're going to go through that story later because there's some tea in there too. There's some real tea in there too. But the tea that we sipping on today is about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we need to understand who Lot is because he is actually in this actual story. So we find out about who Lot is in chapter 12 of Genesis. Lot is Abraham's nephew right lot's father haran h-a-r-a-n passed away and abraham stepped up to look after his brother's son which is lot so haran and abraham was brothers and abraham's brother haran had a son haran died and the son is lot and so abraham decides to step up to care for his nephew lot right was that confusing i hope that didn't confuse you we at the cousins cookout and i need you to understand which cousin is related to whose cousin and brothers and sisters because you got to know you got to know okay so yes so lot is abraham's nephew and you can find all that details in chapter 12 so we just address who is lot now what is going on in the storyline before we get to the story of sodom and gomorrah well abraham has just received this is in chapter 18 right y'all need y'all book if y'all ain't got y'all book y'all gonna be like tamika what are you talking about get your book y'all need y'all this is a bible study podcast don't don't believe me believe in the word of god don't believe what i say believe in what you see okay i'm just the messenger she will it's telephone i could get something wrong too but this is what i from what i read y'all let me tell you about the tea that i read about it says that Abraham had just received his promise from God through three men, which are angels who came to visit Abraham and Sarah to reinstate the blessing of you and Sarah will have a son and you guys will birth many nations, right? That's the blessing that they received. And so as Abraham is sitting under the tree talking to the three angels that God has brought before him to have a conversation about the promises of Abraham's and Sarah's life. They are not too far away from a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. Ironically, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah is the same city that Lot and his wife and his family decided to go settled down in and build their home from because Abraham and Lot was in cahoots with each other at first, but then they, their families was just getting too big. Their livestock, their wealth was just going too crazy. And it was too hard to manage their families in one unit. So Abraham and Lot decided, okay, we're going to part our separate ways because it's just too much going on with us traveling together. And so with that being said, Lot decided to go settled in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And as Abraham is on his side of the town 
and Lot is on his side of the town. Abraham having a conversation with the angels about his promises, but they can't help to hear the cries of the people coming from Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Because these are God's angels. So they know they know they got the know with all right. Abraham is having an experience with the angels, but the angels are really the messengers of God and God is within the angels. And so God is right there and he can hear his people. He's omnipotent. He knows all that is going on all at the same time. No one's as great as our God is. So. With that being said, they're about to address what is going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, and we're about to get into the reading of this. I would like to encourage everyone to pull out their Bibles right now because I don't want you to trust me. I want you to trust God's word because can't nobody tell you better than the word itself, right? And so we are about to read in Genesis chapter 19, Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. It reads like this. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot, which is Abraham's nephew, was sitting there. And when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with the feast, bread made without yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all around the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a thing. Don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone for they are my guests and under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider and now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. They lunched towards Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in this city? They asked. Get them out of this place your sons-in-laws sons daughters and or anyone else for we are about to destroy this city completely the outcries against this place is so great it has reached the lord and he has sent us to destroy it so lot rushed out to tell his daughters fiancés quick get out of the city the lord is about to destroy it but the young men thought he was only joking shame on them at dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Harry, they said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angels seized his hand and 
the hand of his wife and the two daughters and rushed them to the safety outside of the city for the Lord was merciful. Thank you, God, for your mercy. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Oh no, my Lord, Lot begged. You have been so gracious to me and saved my life and you have shown me such great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster will catch up to me there and I will soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant you your request. I will not destroy your little village, but Harry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive. This explains why the village was known as Zor, which means the little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire of burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages in plain, wiping out the people of every bit of vegetation but lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt abraham got up early the next morning and hurried out to the place where he stood in the lord's presence he looked out across the plains towards sodom and gomorrah and watched the columns of smoke rise from the cities like smoke of a furnace from a furnace but god had listened to abraham's request and kept lot safe removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities of the plain boom there we have it y'all the story of Sodom and Gomorrah there apparently if you pay attention to the text there has been cries from people who were visiting the city just to stay overnight in between their travels and these men of the town young and old were raping all the guests and they particularly only wanted to have sex with the other male travelers and even when Lot they try to throw shame and blame on him when he was like, look, y'all don't be trying to have sex with my guests. Like I have two virgin daughters. Y'all can do y'all way with them. And the men were persistent on having sex with the two male angels that had came in town. Little did they know they were angels to them. They probably looked just like men, but you know, they were angels and they were there on the mission. Right. And so, you know, they, they basically, the men of the town basically like blame lot, like, bro, we going to have sex with these men. We don't want your daughters. And who are you to try to come in here and tell us what to do? You only been here two seconds. Remember I told y'all lot had just moved into Sodom and Gomorrah to settle his family down. So he's not even from that city. And so they over here like, bro, you just got here two seconds ago. You better be lucky. We didn't F you when you came in town. Cause we surely wanted to rape your behind. Okay, these men are viciously, vigorously raping the newcomers in that city. And the Lord has been hearing the cries of the men and the families who are impacted from this disaster. And so, yeah, that's the story. They were instructed, Lot and his wife and his two daughters were instructed to go to a village, find safety, and do not look back because there are consequences when you look back. But you know, a hard head makes a soft tail. And Lot's wife couldn't help herself instead of just following the instructions of the angels and following the lead of her husband. 
this heifer gonna look back and i called her a heifer god dang it okay she gonna look back and guess what she get she turned into a pillar of salt why don't we just listen the first time i'm not even gonna go in on that okay there's consequences for when you don't listen to the orders and demands of the man of your man and i'm not talking about your physical man i'm talking about your heavenly man my man my man my man my man god is my man y'all we we in it together forever and ever ever and ever ever okay so yeah that was the story of sodom and gomorrah if you have not read it go read it for yourself it's so good it's so quick but it's so good um it's really just a a a tragic story honestly um but with that being said we're gonna go ahead and keep moving along in chapter 19 and we're gonna start talking about lot and his daughters moving on all right guys so we're getting to the second key which is breaking down the story of lot and his daughters mind you they just ran away from the city that they once had called home that is now destroyed in the midst of them taking a run like they're on the run lots loses his wife she ends up dying because she turned back and disobeyed the orders of god and she ends up turning to a pillar of salt so now you got lot being a single father out here in the wilderness with his two young virgin daughters and yeah so we about to read about what goes down between lot and his daughters y'all it's nasty all right so i hope y'all have your bibles with you turn to chapter 19 in the book of Genesis, y'all know I read from the New Living Translation, and it reads like this. Lot and his daughters. After Lot left Zor, because he was afraid of the people there, he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. One day, the older daughter said to her sister, there are no men left around in this entire area, so we can't get married like everyone else. And our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine and then we will have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk with wine and the older daughter went in and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her laying down or getting up again. I call cap, but whatever. Then the story reads like this. The next morning, the older daughter says to her younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight. And you go in and you have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk with wine again. And the younger daughter went in and had intercourse with him. As before, Lot was unaware of his daughter lying down or getting up again. As a result, both the Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab, M-A-B. He became the ancestors of the nation known as the Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Benjamin b-e-n hyphen a-m-m-i he became the ancestors of the nation known as the Ammonites. ammonites all right there you have it that's it that's all they nasty Eee. 
could you imagine yourself having to no i can't even i don't even want to get that out i rebuke it in the name of jesus lord that's freaky deaky some freaky deaky and and what i call cap on let's really talk about it honey okay what i call cap on is how lot a grown man not knowing when he getting effed on i call cap i call cap they trying to make the story sound innocent but you ain't drink that much liquor that liquor that liquor didn't get to you like that sir i know that liquor the liquor be good but that liquor didn't put you in a state where you knew you didn't know that your peen was up and that somebody was on top of you lies 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 they be trying to make it seem innocent but it's really nasty it's giving incest it's giving e it's giving girl we was just gonna have to die off in the wilderness because i wasn't doing it <laughs> i wasn't doing it i'm not doing it uh-uh. but see what happens when you in isolation and where the mind takes you and how wicked it can get and i don't think that god was necessarily probably upset with what happened but there's curses that ended up happening to the Ammonites children and the moabites children they actually you if you keep reading in the text you'll learn about what happens to the moabites and the ammonites and now that you know that the moabites and the ammonites are incest or descendants of ancestry like incest it's giving disgusting anyways moving on y'all we are now to our last key i told y'all it wasn't gonna be that long i was trying to keep my word y'all but it was good the tea was good y'all let me know if the tea was good i need y'all to send me a comment or something be like "Ooh, we i didn't know it was getting this juicy girl yes yes it gets juicy okay so let's get to the last key where we're talking about perspective and your approach when you are reading god's word right The definition of perspective is having a particular attitude towards something or a point of view, right? And so my point of view when I approach God's word is I am reading God's word to get to know who he is, right? As the father, right? I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know how he's feeling. I want to know how he's going to respond to certain things. I'm paying attention to the details. I'm paying attention to how detailed he is. You know, I'm paying attention to his patience. I'm paying attention to how many times he recorrects somebody when they're doing wrong. I am paying attention. How well are you paying attention to God's word, right? And what point of view are you approaching God's word when you are reading it? These are questions you should ask yourself. Don't just be opening your book just to be like, I'm reading the Bible today. Okay. Anybody can read the Bible, but your point of view and how you are approaching God's word, your perspective in which you are coming to God's word matters because that's how much fruit you'll start to gain when you approach it with intentions. Approach God's word with intentions and have expectations for your prayers. I'm going to say that again. Approach God's word with intentions and have expectations from your prayers. You sit and meditate on what I just said. The next thing that I want to address is the approach, right? I feel like perspective and approach is similar, but they're not the same, right? And so the definition of approach is It's how you start to deal with something in a certain way. So how are you dealing with God's word? The way that I deal with God's word is, I just want to get to know him. 
I really just want to get to know God, right? I, I, I didn't know. I had an idea of who God was. I remember how the church depicted God, but he's just more than a gift giver. He way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Okay, I can't sing, but you know, he is those things, but he's also a good friend, y'all. And I want y'all to get into a real relationship with Christ, y'all. I want y'all to have a really good serious but fun loving lighthearted relationship with him because he wants to be in relationship with you and so the way I approach the bible is I'm getting to know my friend right he's my best friend I want to know everything about him I like to be in my friend's business and all my friends know if you listening right now you know can I be in your business I be asking can I be in your business because you know I'm trying to get permission because I want to be in your business and I want to be in the business of God and I want y'all to start getting in his business too because who you know sleeping with their father I'll wait who you know Turning into a pillow of salt for being disobedient to their daddy. I'll wait. Who you know? Like, it's just giving reality TV. I wasn't expecting the Bible to be like this. What? Okay. Okay. Who you? Y'all. It's it's a lot of sex going on in this book. S-E-X. Take a deep. Okay, see, I see, and this is why the Lord be trying to calm me down. He said, girl, calm down. Look, we can talk about it in the book, but you need to keep it in the book, right? And so what I'm trying to tell y'all is the Bible is a lot more interesting than what people present it to be. There is so much tea going on. There's so many stories, so many indie windows that your pastors never talk about. It's not being talked about and preached in the pulpit. And to me, these are the most entertaining parts of the book anyways, like it's giving america 2022 well i ain't never heard of nobody sleeping with their daddy god said i give you an inch you take them out goodness gracious all right y'all and there you have it folks another powerful message given to me by god always remember he works on me to get through to you with every freaking episode y'all i'm not playing with y'all and if you enjoy the episode, be a dear, guys. Tell your friends. Like, tell your friends. Like, some of your friends who be like, oh, my gosh, like, I know I need to get my life together, but I just can't do it right now and stuff like that. Just, hey, yo, I've been listening to this cool podcast, and the way that they break down the Bible is so interesting. Maybe you should take it out. Just send it. Just right now, share the stream with one person that you know right and just go from there maybe y'all can sit down and have conversations about it maybe that'll initiate you guys to actually open the book to read together but if you really like what i give y'all each week y'all share the show it helps me grow i see the numbers inching up i see y'all listening again hey friends hey and with that you know support me by following me on instagram at d-i-s-c-i-p l-e-s and progress or you could just type in the dip podcast and i'll pop right up and with that being said don't forget to leave a review i'll see you guys next monday bye